if you really hate making the traditional type of car videos or you don't want to sing in a parking garage, I, I don't think you have to. I think what you do have to do if you want to get out there is, is a trial and error like a lot. And, you know, people ask quantity or over quality, but I really think the only way to get to quality is by quantity. So the only way that I figured out how to do what I do, people were like, how'd you get so good? I'm like, do you realize I've made about 2000 videos this year? Like if you're going to be caught up in analysis paralysis about like what your, uh, <laughs> your coworkers think and like this face, like uh -huh. you're, you're thinking of it wrong. Like, don't worry what Ari Herstan thinks. Don't worry what I think. Uh, go straight mm -hmm. to the fans. And the fans actually kind of like to see you in the same outfit a few times. This episode is brought to you by Bandzoogle. This is how you should be creating your website. I've made many websites on Banzoogle for years, long before they were paying me to tell you about it. I told everyone about it because it's super, super easy. Don't mess around with web developers. Let me tell you, the most frustrating people on planet Earth are web developers. No offense to my brother, who is a web developer. He's amazing. He was the one who originally built Ari'sTake.com. You're awesome, Mika. Hey, what up? Okay. Uh, but they're frustrating. They're always overworked. They take on too many projects. They're always getting sniped by startups that will pay them way more than any independent musician can pay them. So you should not be messing around with web developers. Stop paying web developers. Seriously. You know this by now, if you have been hiring web developers for your websites, you can't get a hold of them, you can't afford them, and they are just, the turnaround times are way too long. So, Banzoogle, this is how you can build a website. It's super easy. They also have a built-in store, commission-free. You can sell music, you can sell downloads, PDFs, whatever you wanna sell, it's all commission-free. They have a crowdfunding service, this is new. That's also commission-free. They also have a subscription service on there if you want to kind of start your own fan club and have subscribers, fans, patrons, whatever you want to call them, commission-free. This is all at banzoogle.com. You can get a 30-day free trial if you use the code ARI. That's my name. And you also get 15% off the first year of any subscription. Go to banzoogle.com. Use the promo code ARI. That's just spelled A-R-I for 15% off the first year of any subscription. What's going on? Welcome to the New Music Business. I'm your host, Ari Herstand, author of How to Make It in the New Music Business, the book. Third edition is out now everywhere. It is a great holiday gift. Pick up that third edition hardcover, ebook, audiobook, however you listen or consume books, I should say. Check out How to Make It in the New Music Business. Today, my guest is Evan Blum. You may not know his name yet. However, people are starting to learn it because of all of the tags that he's getting on all of the music videos on TikTok. Evan Blum made it. Hashtag Evan Blum made it. I'm sure you've seen his content. His videos have been viewed hundreds of millions, if not billions of times by this point. He has kind of been the king of short form music video content of 2023. He's got a very distinct style. Uh, it works really, really well. He's worked with artists like Demi Lovato and Tori Kelly, the Chainsmokers, uh, Lawrence, who we had on the show. And uh, his, his breakout really earlier this year was with Flyna Boss and uh, their song, You Wish, which uh, that video, their videos, I should say, alone have uh, gotten over 400 million views. Um, and they then did remixes and, and new renditions with Missy Elliott. So uh, Evan talks about 
his style and philosophy and and really what I appreciated most about this conversation is he was very transparent on his workflow and how uh, he approaches marketing these songs and because that's essentially what he's doing he is a a marketer uh in video form he is a that like he'll say later in the in the show uh videographers these days can are the most powerful and important people on the marketing team and on the artist team and uh he really lays out his strategy in extreme detail granular detail so if you're learning how to be successful on TikTok or with short form video uh, with for your music, this is the episode for you. And break out that notebook, take notes because he really breaks it down. And I pressed him on it. Um, and you should just definitely go check him out on TikTok, on Instagram. It's uh, Evan Blum made it, and you'll start to see his hashtags. You'll start, excuse me, you'll start to see the the uh, the tags on all of these videos. Just just look down at the hashtags, and it'll say. Hashtag Evan Blum made it, and you know that it was made by him. Because people these days, which I didn't actually realize, uh, it is now appropriate, or I should say it's inappropriate not to tag your videographers on these videos. And similarly, uh, I learned something new, that people are tagging the dance choreography of the dance video. So I I like to see uh, credit given where credit is due. And um, that is uh, that's what you're we're starting to see. So yeah, go check out Evan on on all the socials. You can find all of us that make the show happen at Ari's Take on Instagram, TikTok, X, and Threads. You can find me at Ari Herstan on Instagram and X a little bit. Visit Ari'sTake.com and get on the email list. That's where you'll get the most up to date information. That's the best way and easiest way for us to contact you. Go to Ari'sTake.com, get on the email list, and if you just Pause the episode right now and hit subscribe or follow if you haven't done that yet. You want more episodes to populate your feed. Leave us a five-star review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts or however you listen to this. If this is on YouTube, click that up thumb and subscribe and leave a comment. I like reading those comments. All right. Let's kick into the show. Evan Blum, welcome to the show. Hey. What's up? What's up, Mr. Nice Hurston? I make it in the new music business. I mean, come oh on. Oh my gosh. Evan Blum made it. Uh, we just, the, I, the making it's are coming together. Um, yeah, how to make it. We, I've made it. So yours is yeah. how to make it. Mine's I already did right. made it. But I, you already so did make better? it. <laughs> I don't know. I think, I, I don't even know what we're going to talk about today because you've already, you've, you've made it, period. Um, oh, I hashtag guess so. Evan Blum made it. Um, so this is... I, it's funny because, you know, over the last like few months, it seemed, well, I guess like th- this past year, really, but but really since summer, I think, it seems like uh, you are like the king of short form music videos. And you sh- like you can't really open TikTok if you kind of follow and 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 uh, you got pop music in your feed without seeing your your videos and like specifically the flying a boss uh videos that you made i mean really kind of took off and started this whole movement and now it's like everyone wants to uh have that kind of style but i want to i want to rewind a little bit because i know that prior to doing all the short form music video stuff you were doing like more traditional video and directing and music video and stuff like that so so talk a little bit about your journey as a director and just kind of like what led you to where we are at the end of 2023 early 2024 and just kind of how you found this lane in this niche damn well first of all what a what an excellent setup for for an answer i mean this guy right here is (laughs) class act (laughs) uh yeah i mean uh 
Uh, just like everybody else, I love music videos. And that's right. Yeah. Horizontal, full-length music videos. Right. Three and a half minutes <laughs> what long. What is that? Yeah. <laughs> I love those. Don't tell anybody I said that. Um, it's, it's uh-huh. not being recorded, right? Um, right, right? I am, you know, currently Mr. Clips here, Dr. Clips. But uh, I, Dr. you Clips. know, I originally just love music videos. I've always loved watching them MTV and Views and VH1. Um, so when I originally got into doing you know, picking up a camera and doing my own thing. It was mm-hmm. like, let's do full length music videos. So I made about mm-hmm. 40 or 50 of those, uh, full mm-hmm. length. Um, and some of them didn't even come out like some stuff does. Um, and almost all of them have completely been unnoticed. I, I felt like, you know, I put my all into a lot of those and it just feels like it was almost impossible because of the, um, the mechanism of youtube.com yeah. isn't necessarily yeah. as powerful as it was in 2007, um, so sure. like, I started making music videos in like, let's say 2019, 2020, 2020. And who were you making these videos for at the time? I mean, I've been living in LA for like, you know, eight years at that point. So just like people yeah. I knew or just like, you know, just friends of friends, word of mouth, you know, so cool. like, uh, cool. and, and pretty much anything that I could find because I was doing music videos as much as I could, but most of my income and my way to survive and pay rent and medical insurance was just doing any video work possible that means a charity sure. fundraiser that means a step and repeat which is a, a photographer's <laughs> worst nightmare <laughs> they'd be like yeah, yeah. you be really creative it's gonna be a, a step and repeat i don't know if you right, right. know what a step and repeat is it, it, they have like a backdrop and the people just step click step click it's pretty much yeah. the uh it, the it makes photog- photographers want to kill themselves um anyway yeah. um i've done that i i've done like every video job um sure. and uh it wasn't until um uh, you know, I started in the, this year doing vertical stuff. So it was just this year, my first time really doing it mm-hmm. in yeah. uh, January of this year, maybe December, 2022. And it was actually fun to boss to the first people I did like a batch with, because before that oh. I would try to pitch my video clients that I would work with. Like I had mm-hmm. some artists I worked with and they would ask me for a video and I would try to push them to do a large batch of short form vertical instead of a single yeah. Thing and they were fighting sure. me on it every step of the way. I say, hey, listen, like I could do this, but for this price, what if we did ten or fifteen shorter clips of the exact same right. thing? So we could go to the same location, we could have the same day, but instead mm-hmm. of the deliverable being one three and a half minute video, let's have the deliverable right. be ten pieces of short form content that are vertical, yeah, optimized for vertical, right? Uh, not right. shot horizontally <laughs> and reframed for vertical. If anything's going to suffer, <laughs> right. it's going to be the horizontal deliverable. Let's not, everyone's mm-hmm. always like, yeah, shoot it horizontal and reframe it vertical. Well, wait a second. That's going to make the horizontal asset suffer. Why is the horizontal mm-hmm. asset suffering when it's objectively less valuable? Um, make yep. the vertical asset shine and the horizontal asset can suffer. I'm sorry, horizontal mm-hmm. shooters, but um, it's objectively less uh, effective. Right now, it, it might change when VR headsets come back and rule the world. Sure. I don't know. <laughs> sure, but as long as as long as our hands hold this this device, that, that's my smoochies. Um, vertical is <laughs> going to be uh, objectively much more effective and shorter sure. videos. Um, so I did my first batch with Flana Boss. After meeting them at a showcase, we found new music with Grant Owens at Hotel Ziggy. Mm-hmm. Crazy enough, and. Yeah. Uh, I just and that, that's somehow, how you met them. Was that the was that the showcase? Yeah, yeah. I just went to a showcase, just like just you know cool. whatever. Bored, just going to showcases. No, didn't know anybody yeah. there. And most artists there were kind of like 
sensitive singer songwriters, which is, I love yep. sensitive singer songwriters. Uh, I know you're a sensitive yep. singer songwriter yourself. Uh, I am too. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, but I also love hip hop who doesn't, especially when the live experience. And so I just like went up to them and like, they were making their own content just on their iPhone and doing pretty well. Um, yeah. getting like 20 K, you know, videos, sometimes 15 K 25 K 30 K. Um, mm -hmm. so they were just going hard on TikTok, and like, so when I met sure. up with them, I was just like, let's just, and like, like I told them like, Hey, are you guys down to make just like all TikToks instead of like shooting? And they're like, what do you mean? And I was like, okay, good. Okay. <laughs> like they weren't even <laughs> right. thinking of making a full length video. I was like, good. Sure. Like it, right. it sucks when you have to fight, fight somebody on something that you know is going to be helpful. And like, I'm, I really am trying to blow up the videos I work on and trying to help people, you know, like I want them to do well, just as much as the artist does. So yep. I, it sucks when you, when you need to fight people, but they were pretty, we really had an easy time working together. So that's kind of yeah. how I transitioned that they were the first client. And then the first videos we did, we got one that hit like 1.2 on a song called miss me on TikTok, mm -hmm. And that was the most I've ever gotten on anything I've ever done at that point. So at that wow. point it was like, okay, I'm done. Like I'm never doing another horizontal music video ever again until, unless I really have <laughs> a really good reason. They, they were, uh, it's a suck. Yeah, they were they were totally independent at the at the time, right? Um, they were with a company called Vinculum, which is a subsidiary under Atlantic. So they were kind of with oh, they Atlantic. were okay, yeah, already because Vinculum is a I think a JV under Atlantic. Um, but sure. as you know, these these kind of things are um, fluid in their actual yeah. help they provide. So I don't really know exactly right. how much support or help they were getting from Atlantic at that point. Um, I had never met anybody from Atlantic. I'd never even barely knew they were with Atlantic. I'd kind of heard it, but I was like, okay, like I don't, that's not really going to help me out in any way. So, yeah. So they, so it wasn't Atlantic who hired you. It was you approaching, uh, uh, Flannel boss, the, the two ladies, and then just kind of working this out. And they were the ones who hired you or what was that kind of relationship? Um, I, well, I got paid through their JV. So the JV was the oh, okay. one that so I like, got, got paid through. So yeah. I, you know, pitched with them and then I talked to the JV about payment and stuff. So like, that's how I got mm -hmm. paid for the first bit. And then eventually mm -hmm. I started getting paid by Atlantic after things kind of blew, but, um, still sometimes right. JV, uh, JV, the JV and Atlantic will switch off who pays the videographer depending on what type of content. So for example, I think like Atlantic will pay for, touring content while the jv will still mm -hmm. pay for content for new releases to be honest i think it's still mm -hmm. kind of fluid between them i think it's an ongoing conversation yep. of who pays for what and what content <laughs> is is designated as a, what it's just has. for it's those, pretty uh, those yeah it's for those balance sheets uh so at the end of the year they can see like we spent atlantic spent x amount on in marketing dollars and and the right. jv the viculum spent this in, in marketing dollars any way you slice it, it's just so they can take advantage of the artist. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey, no, you're, not you're not going there. That's that's for another interview. Um, but um, no, so uh, talk to me about kind of uh, you did this batch. I just kind of want to go back to the, the beginning of this um, and, and set me through the timeline because I feel like all of this happened in a very, very short uh, timeline here. I mean, we're talking in under a year. Uh, you went from starting short form videos to now having hundreds of millions of views working with uh, superstars, uh, you know, like Demi Lovato and Tori Kelly. And um, so talk to me more so about like 
you you did the batch. Did they roll all 15 or so videos out kind of in a week? And then did it just kind of take off? Did you spread them out? Did they spread them out over a few months? When did they start posting? Because I feel like I, I only started noticing this stuff in like May. Um, well, they didn't um, post that that big viral song you wish with the Hello Christ. That was that that song wasn't yes. didn't exist yet. Um, yes. So I think they were posting like because they were already posting once a day by themselves. So I had okay. always like dreamed of a situation where I could be properly motivated, and I was like, God, I, if somebody finally figures out a way to motivate motivate me, holy shit, they get pay off. <laughs> I always thought that because like it's yeah. just so. Um, I don't know. I always felt like I've, I've always been underutilized. Like I have such a great work ethic, but a lot of times mm-hmm. in music or whatever, like I put, you put so many hours into making a music video, it doesn't come out or nobody sees it. Right. I put so many hours into this and I'm a little bit of like a, you know, I'm a workaholic. I'm a hardworking Jewish boy, as you probably mm-hmm. relate to that. Um, mm-hmm. So I just made them like 15 in like yeah. two days. And like, so like, they're yeah. like, holy shit, who is this guy? And like, if they're in the video, they're in the, the, the Google drive ready to post. So they started posting mm-hmm. one a day and then once they had one hit like a million for the first time, then like, yep. I think we started working like once a week or something. So then like, wow. I mean, I probably made them like, like this year alone. So like if I open a folder, it might be interesting for viewers to see this. So yep. let's say I go to my Google drive and I open my fly in a boss folder <laughs> mm-hmm. and this is just cool. from this year. I know you can't see my screen, so this might not be so interesting, but here we go. So we have, so within that folder, there's 24 folders and within those 24 folders, there's between 10 and 15 videos in each folder. Cause I, those folders are from each wow. different day we work together. So like sure. I made them, you know, maybe 250 videos this year alone. Mm. So I've, I have a folder of people I've worked with this year. You know, I probably made like, let's see. So like, it's not really a coincidence that you're seeing so many of my videos everywhere. So I, I have 113 mm-hmm. clients I've worked with this year since January. And each of those mm-hmm. clients have probably between 10 to 40 videos each that I've made wow. for them. So I guess you can do the math. So I've made thousands of yeah. videos, which is why you're seeing it. It's not like, like right. what is this like some kind of alien? Is there some kind of kid yeah. in Indonesia <laughs> in, a, in a sweatshop? It's literally just yeah. me at this shitty desk right here with this mattress. Um, and so, like, that's really and what you're it is editing, now. It's like you're doing all I mean, I've seen the behind the scenes of you running down Hollywood Boulevard with the camera with, with the what, what do you call <laughs> yeah. that stabilizer thing? And then uh, like, a, you know, like, a gimbal. A gimbal, thank you. I've seen these behind the scenes videos where it is actually you running. Um, however, I did I did appreciate uh, the parody that Flying a Boss uh, did, where they said where they responded to a, <laughs> a commenter saying like, "Who is who is making all your videos? I just want to know how it's filmed. Who's the camera person?" And then it's Janelle James from the actress from Abbott <laughs> Elementary <laughs> running down uh, the beach. I thought that was yeah. hilarious. That was really well done. Yeah, that was uh, that was our that was our idea. Yeah. That's that's fantastic. So um, I know you're the one who's like actually filming, but talk to me about the process. Like, do you have a team uh, who's helping you with all of this? Um, Currently, no one. So each of those videos have edited by one person. Yeah, I'm um, I'm crazy. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) uh, I I, I told you. Remember, I told you about a few minutes Uh ago, I said I would really love to see if someone could actually motivate me, what that would feel like, because I always knew that uh, 
I'm, I'm like, I got a little bit of that Kanye West, you know, without the anti-Semitism. Like, I'm a hard worker, <laughs> and uh, I've always believed in myself, and I've always felt uh-huh. like uh, I, it sucks because I love Kanye is like my favorite come up story, my favorite. Okay, so anti-Semitism aside, Kanye's got like one uh-huh. of the best come up stories. Nobody believes Kanye him as a rapper. is a, like a trouble genius. Uh, yeah, he there's there's no denying. <laughs> we won't get into all of that, but I think we can all so, agree. I mean, I'm 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 holding that that uh, the one of his uh, what was that thing the the nano the fucking what's that player called? Uh, oh, got, you like, have the stem player, things. the Donda stem player. I have the stem player I, right here. I always this wanted like, that. You know, <laughs> it's so it's like it's like one of my uh, where's the actual thing? I like take it places now because it's so smooth and I just like hold it. It's like one of it's like stress. Balls oh, for it's me. like for spinning. It's like my yeah, fidget tool now. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's and so here's yeah. the, the case that I got right here. I, I've lost this. Isn't that yeah? So I always find it ironic. A little side note that out of everyone I've ever met, I've never met a subgroup of people that loved Kanye more than white Jewish males. I've never <laughs> <laughs> white Jewish males at my right. high school. Like they, we yeah. all idolized Kanye. Idolized him like the first three albums especially. Mm-hmm. So it, mm-hmm. it is kind of ironic that. Um, so yeah, um, you know, like remember his line? I, I you know, hide, I locked myself and made it three beats a day for three summers. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even remember that line from his song. But yeah, just it's got to. You wake up and then uh, my dad says, "Drink coffee and push." So you just drink coffee and push and just make them all. I mean, that's wild. So you have you know, gosh, thousands of videos or so that you've made this year. Um, but I'm I'm so let's break it down a little bit because I I know that there's a lot of um, you know we're on the new music business podcast where there's a lot of musicians listening to this mm-hmm. right now, a lot of managers, a lot of people that want to have success on TikTok, um, don't really know to where to begin or at least the short form video content. I, I want to just like get to uh, kind of the core philosophy of how you approach this. So, you know, because I like step back, I'm going to dumb it down right now because you're in this so much. So I, I you know, I don't think um, from from my perspective and from the musicians and artists that I talk to. It's not as um, clear or understandable or, or as to like what the methods are. And like when you say 15 to 20 videos, I don't think anyone really knows what that means because like initially from a millennial brain like mine and like a lot of artists that I, I talk to, it's like, oh, 15 to 20 videos. That means 15 to 20 songs. And so you've shot 15 to 20 different songs and there's different, cause why would you do mm-hmm. more than one video a song? You know, like let's dumb it way down. Talk okay. to me about, because I know I've studied the videos now and I've seen the, like you said, oh, you, you, you know, the, um, you know, allergies, I'm sinning again, uh, line. I was like, yeah, everyone knows that line because I've seen a thousand of that same part of the song that you have shot. And I'm like, whoa, but, but like, let's back up a little bit. Let's pretend that people actually don't, haven't seen any of these videos, don't really know what you're talking about. Break down the methodology and the philosophy of when you're going to work with an artist. This is like, what is a batch of videos? Why are you doing a batch? How does this all work? Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's say you have a brand new song and it's mixed, mastered, mm-hmm. ready to go, and you've released it or you're about to release it. It doesn't really matter at this point, in my opinion, if you're an emerging yeah. artist. So I'm going to talk from okay. the viewpoint of somebody who doesn't is not famous because that that's where 99.9. So let's say Ari, yep. uh, what to say your artist, I'll just use as an example. So your artist name is Ari, Great. and you have a new song mm-hmm. called, um, called Fire. Um, so your new Great. song, Fire. Uh, you want to market it now and you want to use short form vertical to market it. 
So if mm-hmm. you haven't had any parts of the song um, do well yet, and you're still in the experimental phase, here's what I would suggest as somebody who you'd come to. First and foremost, uh, obviously you can listen to the song and hear a part that you feel like would be the most grabbing. And then the length of the, of the section of the song that I recommend to people right now that I find most effective is between 12 and 15 seconds of a song. Mm. So once you find the 12 to 15 second range of a song that you like, um, I'd always assume that you also don't know which part's going to blow up. So I would try each mm-hmm. section that you think has potential. For example, uh, there's been many times when everyone thinks, oh, it's the chorus, it's the chorus, it's the chorus. But then it will be right. like this bridge outro part that like kind of brings yep. people into your world. So the name of the game is how do we get people to pay attention and give a shit about what you're doing? <laughs> Easier said than done. Um, so let's say you had your song called Fire and it was your first time marketing the song. A, I would figure out which are your timestamps that you're going to be using for short form. So let's say mm-hmm. we use uh, the pre-chorus into half of a chorus, right? Or let's say we have just the chorus from the very one of the chorus to the end. Or let's say we use just the bridge part, the start of the bridge into the middle of the bridge. Or let's say we just use first verse or second verse. So that's five or different five or five different sections since you're still in experimental phase. And I really do mm-hmm. think it takes two or three posts of that section um, for you to truly understand, okay, which part is legs. And then once you gather that data, then I would go balls to the wall on whichever part goes off. So for Flyna, for that song, You Wish That Blew Up, um, mm-hmm. we had uh, put some work into that first verse. And we both we all thought that was the part because the part was, I'm a great fuck, but a better lover. And we're like, whoa, that's amazing. We mm-hmm. all heard the, hello, Christ, I'm about to sing again. And for some reason, like even I, like, I kind of feel embarrassed. I was like, how did I not know? Like, how did they, yeah. they didn't know? Like, nobody knew. <laughs> yeah. like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. I thought we were supposed to be the experts. How do we not know? It's right there. Sure. How do we not hear that and know? But even them, so I've been wrong a lot and I've been right a lot. And as you know, like a superstar baseball player what, hits like what, 33% of the time? <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I consider myself hopefully somewhere near a superstar baseball player, which means I'm wrong 70% of the time. Don't tell anybody. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. so um, I'm right sometimes though, but wrong sometimes. Um, so, mm-hmm. but if, but I, but I'm right enough to know, like smart enough to know that like, you got, you got to kind of experiment through trial and error. So I would try mm-hmm. to market each part of the song. And let's say you have 10 clips. So I do two for the uh, mm-hmm. two for the pre into the chorus, um, two for first verse, two for second verse, two for bridge, two for just chorus. You know what I mean? And so that's how I break down 10. And then each of these clips, videos, now I call them clips, yep. um, is yep. maybe 12 to 14 seconds. Hey, and sometimes eight seconds. Hey, sometimes 22 seconds if you feel um, – it's like, right, like the you wish was like 22 sure. seconds. But mm-hmm. the thing that I felt like made that earn its 22 seconds was that they had they switched, like the girl switched, like at the 10 second mark, right where I'm saying attention falls off, a new girl comes in. So if you're right. gonna, if you're gonna try to market a 22 second clip of your song, it yes. better have a really hard contrast switch, or something surprising or something engaging or musically shifting it it shifts into halftime it goes from a major to minor it shifts from a a soft whispery vocal to a lot a big shouting vocal like something contrast so like i'm always looking for points of contrast in the music for like the soft Mm. to loud dynamic the loud to soft dynamic the emotional you know from angry to 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 happy from happy to angry like just those big moments of emotional 
or dynamic shift in any way, because those are the moments mm -hmm. that get people. So like, that's what I usually look for. And uh, something that I think is interesting in the new music business is that I really do feel that um, probably one of the most important parts of an emerging artist team would be a videographer. And in a lot of ways, mm -hmm. if they're helping you, like people like me are working with artists and helping them actually select the very, like down to the millisecond of the parts of the songs that we're gonna be promoting. Therefore, yeah. stepping into somewhat of an A&R role about what's being put out. So now videographers are somewhat of an A&R and not only selecting which songs the artist should pick, because sometimes they just give you a batch and say, what do you think? <laughs> and because it's nice right. to work with somebody. And then not only which song, but which part of which song. So it's kind of like mm. videographers can behave as A&Rs in that way. So yeah, that is how I'd, I'd, I'd break it down. So I, I brilliant. Thank you for, for really laying that out so clearly. Um, I do have some questions about, uh, the process and, uh, just to get a little bit, uh, more granular with it. Uh, when you said you have these different sections of the song and you do a few clips of each section of each of those timestamps of the 12 to 14 seconds or whatever it is, 22 seconds, if it's dynamic enough, um, are you in the same location? Are they wearing the same outfits? Are you going around town? Like, talk to me about these different clips of different moments of the song and in the, and the same and the different clips of the same moment of the song. How do you what what are you doing in those situations? Um, you know, like a content shoot is the same thing as a video shoot, except it's condensed, I'd say. Like, so a normal okay. video shoot would be 14 hours and you focus a lot on things like setting up perfect lighting. But I generally opt to shoot in public. <laughs> so when you're in public yeah. and you go to like, let's say a, a somewhat dynamic location, like let's say Santa Monica or something, or let's say the, mm -hmm. let's say into a nature location or a city location. Um, sure. Each, 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 like if you walk, 800 feet in another direction, it looks like a totally yep. different place. So yep. you could just shoot some over here, um, kind of, you know, shoot some over here, switch the outfits, then go back out, shoot some over here. You know what I mean? It's just kind of like a grip it and rip it, run and gun. And then generally just mm -hmm. like an album, um, let's say you, your objective is to have 10 videos um, as your final output, then you could shoot 20 and then pick the best 10. So it's just like having like the greatest hits, you know? So you pick your best 10 yep. in the editing room. So the editing room is where mm. you kind of pick, okay, this these were the best because this outfit really pops. This outfit, he or she is slaying in, or this outfit doesn't slay. Um, right. <laughs> uh, you know, so like, yeah, that's that's kind of it. And obviously like the more outfit changes, the better. Like when I shot with Demi, um, mm -hmm. most people think I shot with her on like a bunch of days, um, but I... I was only at her house for like an hour and 45 minutes. Um, but we have 10 different deliverables and different outfits in different spots. So you have to have a very fast uh, brain to do Demi this. Demi Lovato has that kind of vanity inside of her house. That was in her house when she's sitting in front of the mirror for a, yes. uh, oh, wow. Okay. Of course she does. That's fantastic. <laughs> um, you know, she, she's a hardworking gal. She's been in the game forever. And, uh, she probably you know doesn't have a lot of time, <laughs> so uh, you know. That's so great. Like, so you, you know, you but like it's still useful for her, yeah. you know. Yeah. So you so um, no, that's that's really helpful information. So so you pick a different location, uh, or you have you have like a location that's dynamic enough where you can switch around. So each clip, though, uh, if you're doing you know from second timestamp twenty three seconds to uh, forty two seconds, um, and you're going to film that. 
every time you do a take, you want a different outfit in a different looking uh, backdrop, location, whatever. Is that kind of the, I, mean, the I, I wouldn't say 10 different outfits. That's like, I'd say different location okay. every time, but I don't know about 10 different okay. outfits. That's pretty, uh, yeah. I mean, if, if somebody's got 10 different outfits and you got the time, I would do it. But I, I don't have that much time to do 10 different switches. So you should do about like three, three outfit switches in different locations. But um, cool. if, if an outfit's really good, like I think you can run it back. I think people like to see the same outfit over and over again. Uh, I think cool. contrary to popular belief, uh, people actually mm-hmm. like to be spammed. People in the music yeah. industry see it as spam, right. um, but I would encourage everybody right. to completely ignore what other people in the music industry think. Uh, I don't care what anybody in the industry thinks of anything I do. I only care mm-hmm. about the general public and what they think and what you know high schoolers think or college kids that are into music think. Like I don't like it, if you're going to be caught up in analysis paralysis about like what your uh, <laughs> your coworkers think and like this space, like uh-huh. you're, you're thinking of it wrong. Like, don't worry what Ari Herstand thinks. Don't worry what I think, uh, go straight mm-hmm. to the fans. And the fans actually kind of like to see you in the same outfit a few times, in my opinion. Real quick, I want to let you know about Two Lost. Two Lost is a new distribution company to the space. And let me tell you, I am very impressed with them. I, I got a full deep dive demo with the founder and yeah they're very innovative and when you come into the distribution space at this stage with how crowded it is you better be innovative and they are yes they will get your music out to spotify apple music all the places plus 450 other outlets around the world they do not take a commission This is why 300,000 artists and labels have already used them they've already distributed 7 million songs they offer payment splitting, and they don't charge your collaborators for this service for the payment splitting. They will just pay your collaborators directly for free. They have publishing administration with BMG, so you know it's legit. A lot of distributors have have fallen into trouble with using some other uh, less-than-legit pub admin services. Well, 2Loss is partnered with BMG. You know it's legit. They offer Instant royalty advances. Uh, This is something that's very cool. And if you have historical streaming data and you need just a bulk payment up front, they can see how much your music has earned in the past. I'm like, all right, we think we know what you're going to earn in the next three years. Here's a check for 100 grand or whatever it will be. And you can just click a button and get that distributed and um, into your account immediately. They do lyrics and credits distribution for free. They have a very innovative analytics platform where, yes, you will see real-time analytics for Spotify, Apple Music, but also Pandora, Deezer, SoundCloud, and Peloton. They're the only ones that do Peloton. Uh, They also have a service where you can search the internet wherever your music is being used, and it will just show you a chart of Everywhere, every TikTok video, everywhere, every YouTube video, everywhere your music is possibly being used. I've never seen this before. That was very cool. They'll register with SoundExchange, and they have a fraud prevention tool, and they're doing fraud prevention. So if you're worried about your music, you know, getting a bot attack or something like that and getting ripped down, which we've seen is a big issue, uh, they have fraud prevention tools that are better than most other distributors that I have seen. Check out 2Lost. You can just go to 2Lost.com. Use the promo code Ari's Take for three months free and try them out. Let them know what you think. Yeah, and they like to hear the same part of the song many, many, many they, times, they, and that's they that's do. how songs go viral, <laughs> right? And and I mean, even though they might say they don't, but 
that is how people start listening to uh, the song on the streaming services. Because at the end of the day, if we're really, you know, really zooming out and we're thinking about what is the point of what you're doing here, and that mm-hmm. is to drive listener engagement and to drive fans. And so, mm-hmm. like, the whole point of what you're doing here is not to get a viral video. It's not even to get multiple viral videos. That doesn't matter. Virality changes. It's like, what is the point of what you're doing here? And that is, mm-hmm. I'm assuming, to get more fans for the artist. And really, mm-hmm. the, the fans kind of start with the streaming. And so, um, to get more fans and to get more for uh, listeners to the song, they have to, it's almost like, we can think of TikTok as kind of the new radio. And on the when you listen to Top 40 radio back in the day, they would play 40 songs over and over, <laughs> over and over and over and over again. And that's yeah. what made them hit songs. And that is what has been, you know, tested now for decades. And that is just what humans uh mm-hmm. re- re- resonate with and so it's like it's not like we're reinventing the wheel here it's a, and so we don't have top 40 radio that is really moving the needle anymore we have tiktok that's moving the needle but what right. does it mean so if you're going to have a song that's going to resonate you have to hear it over and over and over and over again and mm-hmm. what i find fascinating and and i wanted you to speak to this a little bit is kind of the evolution of how music is marketed on tiktok uh, you know, TikTok's now been around for four-ish year, five years, I guess now. Um, and two, three years ago, it was all about um, influencer marketing, where you'd have um, a lot of people making videos to a portion of a song or to a clip of a song or to the song. Um, what I've seen now from you and the videos that you make and the artists that are kind of pushing their own music is that the artists will just make a bunch of videos like do exactly what you just described and uh people are uh either naturally gravitating towards some are making videos do you find that uh labels and artists are investing in influencer marketing like they did three years ago or are they investing in more kind of putting the artist front and center and creating all these videos like like you described that's a great question well, um, I guess it just depends on how good they are at performing and how much they enjoy it. Mm. Some people, okay. um, I, I've met up with artists before that have told me to my face that, hey, before we start shooting today for this content, I just want to let you know that making content makes me want to die. And I'll go, oh, great. Thanks for letting me know. <laughs> and I'm like, this is going to be a great day Common for both refrain of us. They, they, that I hear. They, yeah. <laughs> thank you for letting me know. I really, that's really going to motivate me to do an excellent job. Thank you. Really smart of you to, yeah, to, yeah. to motivate me. Uh, and some, and then some yeah. people on the other end of the spectrum will, you know, will text me before or with them and they say, hey, listen, man, I was born for this. I am so fucking excited. And I go, hell yeah, let's do this. Because this is my life and my day too. So like, I mean, might as well do a good right. job. What the fuck? Um, yeah, have So fun. some artists like have a, have a different relationship with it. So like, because you can market your music in, in any way possible. Um, the most mm-hmm. straight ahead forward way is just simply put performing your song to the camera uh, in a, a good environments and high octane, good videography and good performance. Mm-hmm. So, like there's not much of a gimmick mm-hmm. there. Like, Good videography, good lighting, good coloring, and good performance and good music is the that you know it's not a gimmick. That's just what it is. But then some people, like I, I've noticed, like some people have some like little bit of twists. Like they'll do 
outfit of the day to their song, and that will be their way of marketing their music. So a lot, it's kind mm-hmm. of a more influencery way to market it. It's not necessarily performing it and lip syncing it, but it is a way to do it. Some right. people will like they have like a different you know thing they're cooking that week, or like they want to make like matcha drinks, you know, something like that. So like mm-hmm. honestly, anything that you could do, like they want a hula hoop, like anything you could do that's that, that that's fun. I encourage it, but I would say on the most part. People are not hiring other influencers to do it because that shit is expensive as fuck. And influencers are expensive. <laughs> well, let's talk about that for a second because I noticed that you shot a uh, a video of the influencer Kenna uh, performing Lady Bank's oh. song, Ick. Um, <laughs> and so talk to me about how that went down. Oh, my God. This is, this is what you get when you get a smart interviewer. Wow, look at this. I do my research, Evan. He's like a Jewish <laughs> yard bar. Okay. Um, I like that. I like, okay, yeah, I'm just giving you props, man. Nice. Okay, yeah. So, um, Leigh Banks is an artist from Philadelphia um, with APG. And uh, mm-hmm. I just want to shout APG. Um, they are an excellent it's almost confusing what they are. They're a label, they're a management firm, they're a boutique. I mean, words are words, mm-hmm. but they they have artists signed to them, and they um, they market and they really believe in short form. And that's why mm-hmm. I think that a lot of their artists are doing really well. And they had a song um, "Ick" by Lay Banks that was already doing well just by what we were doing mm-hmm. together. And then um, an influencer, Kenna, um, is a dance influencer, and she had created mm-hmm. a dance to the song. So then mm. once that dance was already created and did well, they had reached out on their own accord and then set me and Lay and Kenna up on a, on a content day together. And then we all just did our thing. And I swear to God, like that was such a good move on their part. And I mean, I yep. said yes immediately. I really believe in Kenna. Uh, shouts to Kenna. Kenna is an amazing uh, choreographer and she just has such fun, catchy dances and she's so creative and She's so passionate about music. Um, so like we filmed just like all day, like, right. We had like Kenna and Lay, just Lay, just Kenna. And we went around to LA and did oh. a content shoot with Kenna, sometimes just by herself, sometimes Kenna with Lay. Right. So I think that um, viewers of TikTok love to see that story with like, let's say like Kenna's totally in her own bedroom dancing. And all of a sudden she's with the artist dancing. And it's like, it's so cool for people to see that like, that's possible. That's cool. Like, if you could create something like that, then you can meet up with a dancer. Mm-hmm. So once we did that, I think it like 10 X um, everything. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, Kenna, Kenna's a, a really great example along with some other really good um, dancers. And that's like a whole nother genre that's in the new music business where, you know, they, they tag DC now. You seen that? It says DC. I had to, I had to look it up pretty recently. Dance credit. What is it? Um, DC uh, stands for dance credit. So like, let's say a song huh. blows up. And then a dance yep. blows up, right? So the dance that's blowing up with the song, they're they're helping each other. So not only are you now giving cool. credit to the videographer, you're giving credit to the dancer. So you give the DC credit. Um, so like, you know, Lay did that. So that's like an interesting way that everybody's kind of helping and blowing a song up. Because I know originally like when um, Charlie D'Amelio would do a dance, like in the beginnings mm-hmm. of TikTok, there was some controversy that there was like another – TikToker that invented the dance, but she didn't give any DC. She yep. didn't give any dance credit, and people yep. said it's unfair. And I, I agree, it's unfair. So now I sure. think that, that that's like a practice that kind of implemented. So like, yeah. So like that's how that's how that went down with Kenna. And uh, yeah, mm-hmm. man, shots to Kenna. I I couldn't do that. I suck at dancing. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was cool. And I, I, it's funny because I'm not familiar. Uh, I wasn't familiar with Lay or Kenna. 
Um, I, I, uh, my dirty little secret is I don't really spend much time on TikTok, um, and so wow. I. Uh, wow! What a loser! Yeah, I, I know, right? Don't don't <laughs> you, tell anyone. You, um, you must be like interacting <laughs> with people in real life. I can't believe it. <laughs> yeah, it's wild. Um, so like you know when I was just looking at kind of some of you know your real and just kind of your TikTok and just um, I saw the kind of video that you had posted of uh, mm-hmm. the Lay Song Ick, and I thought that was i thought kenna was the artist i thought she would like i'm just like watching this video because it, it was the video in front of uh, the gas station prices and it said mm-hmm. uh you know uh shooting this in front of the <laughs> cheapest gas. gas of la and it was like seven dollars <laughs> and thirty cents and yeah yeah i know that gas just, station yeah. that's the most expensive gas station in la yeah yeah, um, yeah but yeah. uh just it, was, it was good it was a nice yeah right exactly it was perfect um right so you know that one got tens of millions of views and i think it was on from your profile um but i thought i I saw that i'm like oh who's this artist and i had everyone's rabbit holes like right i'm like this isn't the artist and then i was like wait a minute because i go to like the lay banks uh spotify i'm like this doesn't look like the girl i just saw lip syncing to her video and then i was like oh oh she's an influencer i got it because it was interesting Mm -hmm. she was lip syncing like not just dancing which like dancers usually will just dance to it and it was almost like she was performing it so i was so confused but uh but that makes a lot of sense and that's cool that they kind of paired uh the two up together which is something i guess we're now seeing more so which i hadn't seen really a few years ago in the charlie d'amelio days of the influencers being you know connecting with the artists necessarily but um Mm -hmm. that's fascinating that's really cool yeah, I mean, that that's a big look. I mean, TikTok is still an app yep. where people love dances. I mean, if you look at Major Look, Megan Trainer, like those dances are so mm-hmm. powerful. So any opportunity I ever have to work with somebody who's very, very passionate and good at dance, um, I'm always like excited about that because it's magic to me. I mean, dancing is so powerful uh, and yeah. I suck at it. So it's magic to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so but I, but incredibly I... lame on the dance floor. Yeah. How's likewise. your dance move? Let's see. Um, we, let's, yeah. let's see some hips. Let's see some hips. We, we do a you little know, hips. Oh, Come on. Some hips. You want me? Right. Yeah. Right. Let's uh, let's let's turn the Lady bar mitzvah butter. up here. Oh, here let's right. go. <laughs> hey. <laughs> no, no go. I, I got. I have no uh, talent. It's all right. No one's gonna ever hire me to 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 do a dance. It's okay. <laughs> that's why you're by, what we call behind the camera, um, yeah. literally. <laughs> uh, right. Right. So. Um, I want to I want to kind of get back to because I, I, I think the story is so fascinating with the Flanna Boss videos and, and the clips mm-hmm. and everything like that. Um, you know, it's it's pretty um, on it's it's, you know, that that verse where they say uh, she's like, I'm a oh, man. I should have written these lyrics, Hello, down, but Christ. I'm like Michael Phelps. No, no, no. What's mm-hmm. the Michael Phelps? And I'm, I'm in the um, brand I'd deals. Be, I'm trying to Michael br- Phelps, all the brand deals that I'm swimming in. Thank you. That trying to yeah, exactly. And it's great because it's it's kind of like I I saw them uh I'm curious how many of the locations that you shot in like the Chipotle or the Disneyland or McDonald's or Google's offices or whatever uh was that a brand deal? Was this a partnership with <laughs> Chipotle or was this just like oh, let's just let's just continue the momentum and they're all going to be fine with it? Um, uh, McDonald's, Chipotle, um, what was the other one you mentioned? Disneyland. Disneyland. Uh, those were not brand deals. We just did. Oh, you just like responded to a comment. It's like, all right, let's hit this Chipotle. All right, let's hit the Yeah, McDonald's. yeah, exactly. Cool, so, yeah, uh, cool. shouts to my business partner and my smoochies, Julie, this is her. 
um, she, it was actually one of her concepts and ideas that we should uh, be replying to comments and putting in the captions, hey, where should we run next? And then we did that cool. very early on. Like, like we had that idea like after video two or something. Like we were like very quick mm -hmm. to think about that. And then people started commenting immediately and then we would just do it. And then we don't care if it's a brand deal or not because it's all for the betterment of the song. And then, I mean, obviously right. like they've kind of like they've broke, which is awesome. So like now it's like, right. it worked. <laughs> um, and then yeah. it's like some of the, some of them were actually brand new. So like Google was a brand deal. Like, like going into the Google okay. offices is a little bit different than going into Chipotle. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <Right>. It's very <laughs> difficult to get into. You get permission for that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the Google office, we, we had permission. We went in there. We worked uh, with a guy, Noah, um, who works in like the, the music side of it. So yeah, like then we cool. started getting re it was weird. Cause it's like, it's really is the fake it till you make it, you know? Cause like you do fake brand deals yeah. <laughs> and then you start getting real, real brand brandies. deals and yeah. yeah, it just kept going like that. It was just crazy. Like that was really a lightning mm -hmm. in a bottle idea moment and, and song, man. Like I, we've been trying so to recreate cool. that exact moment and it's a yeah. lot easier said than done. It's just like having a hit song, man. It's like, it's, sure. it's, it, it's like lightning in a bottle, man. You just try to catch it and just get lucky. <laughs> well, it's wild. And it's, I mean, it's so cool to see that journey because, because of the success of those initial videos, if you wish, uh, you know, there's now multiple uh, remixes that have come out, uh, like with Missy mm -hmm. Elliott, uh, which yeah. oddly enough, I saw is like tagged or, you know, at the top of the videos on TikTok where it says like find related content and sometimes it's the topic there. Like Missy Elliott is the related content for a lot of those early uh, You Wish running videos when it's not even of her remix and she's not tagged and it's like she's not part of it. I saw that was so fascinating. Maybe it like got uh, inserted after the fact or something like that. But either way, uh, the song is the song is really that. taken off. Yeah. Um, and um, so... I want you to speak to artists who are listening to this right now who really struggle with creating content. Like the artist that would tell you on a shoot day, uh, creating content once makes me want to kill myself. Um, <laughs> you know, how do you approach that without without just like uh, saying, you know, just like, well, shit, All right, <laughs> this is what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. Like how, what would you say to them to reframe what this is and what this is all about? Because like, let me, let me set this up a little bit more for context. What I've seen and what I've experienced from my friends and from other artists that, that have uh, this repulsion to creating content and TikTok mm -hmm. and all of this is like, mm -hmm. they're fine making full length music videos. Like they, they actually love making full length music videos. That to them is artistic. That is, that is something mm -hmm. that is like the holy grail. It's like, oh, I, you know, this is what they grew up on. This is like part of their artistic statement. And right. to them, it's a piece yeah. of art. Just like their record is a piece of art. This is their artistry. But then when you kind of transform it or it's reframed as an, okay, now we have to make TikToks to market the song. And we have to create content, and this is how we're going to have to do it to market the song. When it turns into marketing, that's when they're repulsed. And that's when it's kind of like mm -hmm. they can't stomach it. Because to me, I'm like, well, making short-form videos in 2023, 2024 now is – what like music video making music videos was in the 80s when this was like just kind of starting to be it's just like 
in in the same argument that I got, you know, not I got, I wasn't I wasn't alive. The same argument that the labels would get back then was just from the artists was like, why do we have to make videos? Why do we have to make videos for the music? The song should speak to itself, speak for itself. And it's I find it fascinating now that a lot of artists these days are like, well, why do we have to make uh, short form content when they would love to make music videos? So I'm curious what your approach is or what you would say to those type of artists. Um, you know, I think the only way to uh, survive in this in this crazy fucking world where you have to make thousands of videos, I totally get it. It's exhausting mm-hmm. emotionally, mentally, physically, spiritually, um, is that um, unfortunately, um, as far as I know, it's the most effective objectively by far. And uh, you're going to run out of money. If you want to do music videos for every song, I more power to you. I don't know who's going to pay for it. Uh, and let me know yep. when you get back from Fantasyland. But um, it's it's you're going to run out of money. So um, if you really hate making the traditional type of car videos, or you don't want to sing in a parking garage, I I don't think you have to. I think what you do have to do if you want to get out there is is a trial and error like a lot. And you know people ask quantity or over quality, but I really think the only way to get to quality is by quantity. So the only way that I figured out how to do what I do, people were like, how'd you get so good? I'm like, do you realize I've made about 2000 videos this year? Do you think that uh, uh, it's not like an accident I got so good? I had to make that many to get that good. So I would keep trying every type of content that you can, that you don't hate until one of them works. And then fuck yeah, you found it. So if anyone ever wants to talk shit on you for finding a gimmick, or finding something that seems gimmicky, I'd say to them, well, have you have you started a trend? What's your gimmick? Oh, you don't have one? Okay, that's mm-hmm. my thought. So I, I never look down on anybody who found their own gimmick. It's very, very hard to find gimmicks. They're very, very uh, valuable and impressive, and they're very t- difficult to, to locate. And they're usually found through like, you got to kind of put your pride aside and you got to embarrass yourself a little bit. And you're, de- you're going to be cringing mm-hmm. at yourself every two months. You're going to be looking back what you did two months ago and very embarrassed. So if you're not embarrassed of yourself constantly, <laughs> you're probably not doing enough. If you're not in, in a constant state of embarrassment, then <laughs> I hate to say it's kind of <laughs> true. Uh, it, well, it just that, like, yeah. I would say like, just keep trying a new fucking way to do it. If you hate it, then figure out another way to do it. If you can't figure it out yep. today, drink coffee the next day. I'm a big guy on caffeine. It's like it's like the best thing ever. Wake up and then drink a uh, coffee or whatever your version of caffeine is. Uh, go for a run, hit the sauna, get an ice bath, and just try a new way to make content that is completely different than what everyone else is doing. And fail, 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 fail. Just don't quit. Winners never quit and quitters never win. I never, I should have quit years ago. I've been in LA for 10 years. I should have been out of the music business years ago. I should have been in real estate. I have like a, like a little smart Jewish brain. I could have been working at a marketing agency years ago. I refuse to quit. And now people are looking at me like I'm part of the new music business. And I'm, you know, currently seen as one of the most powerful marketers in the music industry by all the labels. And it's like, Mm -hmm. It's mm-hmm. only because my refusal to quit and my quantity and like I just kept trying a, a, a new way to get in. And uh, that's it's like, let me know when you wake up from fantasy land. But you have to you have to trial and error like like a madman. Like if you don't have it in you, then like hire somebody or be best friends with somebody who can like you got to. It's so hard, man. It's this is so hard. And the content is mm-hmm. not and editing is not for the faint of heart. So if you have to edit your own videos, bless your heart. 
bless your heart. I'm sure you've edited your own videos. I know that you, I've seen you on your socials hiring an editor. Yeah. Editing is not yeah. for the faint of heart. Uh, making right. music and marketing yourself is not for the faint of heart. This is really, really tough and difficult to do day after day, month after month, year mm -hmm. after year, especially if you're failing three months in a row. But like when I first met Flying a Boss, I want to let everyone know right now um, that they were not like, I, I know they wouldn't care if I said this, like they, they were um, extremely unencouraged. They were extremely depressed at points. Uh, they were very mm -hmm. over it. They didn't want to make any more. By the time they met me, they'd been making content for two years, like mm. and posting one a day for two years before they met me and before we wow. started working together and they didn't give up. You know what I'm saying? They didn't get, they didn't stop. Yep. Uh, it's, they were very depressed at times um, and they were very discouraged at times. Uh, and so have I been. So, so, so have I. Sure. Um, but like, man, you know how it is. You can't give up. You got to keep going if you really love it. Um, and if you don't love it, I'd suggest doing something else like working in finance. But uh, mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> I know this, this answer is a little Amen. intense, but like these are no, this, 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 this is, is how I really yeah. feel. Uh, if you hate yeah. it, I'd figure out a way to not hate it by coming up with your own idea. Your label's not going to come up with it for you. Your mentor's not going to come up yep. with it for you. Your best friend's not going to come up with it for you. Your mom, your dad, you have to come up with your, your own ideas, your own Dog. gimmick. Yep. And you'd be proud, of, be proud <laughs> of your gimmick. Be proud of your gimmick. <laughs> you came up with it. It's very hard. Amen. Your dog right. is giving you a, a, an amen that's back there for you. Yeah. yeah, that's what I said. Come on, up, up, up. Let's Let's see see yeah, come say uh, hi. Yeah, so you have to come up with your own gimmick. <laughs> oh, hi, cutie. This is Sammy. Uh, hi, Sammy. This is the only, this is the only well, way to stay sane out here. This is fantastic. Well, Do you have well, a dog? Evan, this is... Uh, no, I don't. But uh, Sammy is making me reconsider. Um, let's. Uh, th this that was fantastic, and and from it's been you've dropped endless gems, and and this has been um, really enlightening. And I I know that everyone has really appreciated all of the wisdom that you've you've brought. I have one final question that I ask everyone who comes on the show, and uh, this is for you and Sammy. What does it mean to you to make it in the new music business? Evan Blum made it. Um, my, uh, this is, uh, my personal opinion is that if you could use art, creativity, or your passion in any way to pay your rent every month, you've made it. <laughs> All right. That's, love that's, my, that's, love my, that, that's, that's my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so bro. much. That was great. Today's episode was edited by Mikey Evans with music by Brassroots District and produced by all the great people at Ari's Take. And once again, quick shout out to my partner, Bandzoogle. You can design any website on Bandzoogle, get 15% off and a 30-day free trial by using the code Ari. That's Bandzoogle.com. Use the promo code Ari. Aight.